Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. Today I have the wonderful, talented Llewellyn Cornell Radford on the show. Llewellyn first went to university to study electrical engineering as a major, then switched to marketing before he fell in love with acting. His first acting job was on the movie The Box as Special Ops number nine. He then fell in love with the process and moved to Los Angeles to pursue this career to a higher level. Uh, Since his move, he's shot several short films. He's been doing a ton of great work and even some spoken word work recently. And He just loves acting and he's all about making his dreams come true. His mantra is dream on dreamers, which we're going to be talking about today. And I'm super excited because I'm pretty sure we're going to have a lot in common. Hey, Llewellyn, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm so excited and I'm appreciative just to be here and to be talking with you, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really glad to have you on the show and, and to be able to talk to you a little bit about your journey. And um, yeah, so for the audience, just to dive in, tell us a little bit about your journey so far, because I know when you decided to uh, study you were doing something completely different I think it was Um, uh, engineering and um, and then you switched to marketing and then the acting bug kind of bit so so tell us a little bit about that okay well yeah my journey man has actually been interesting and and fun and um, and yeah just different Um, but I think we all have a different journey right you know, nobody's journey is really, truly the same because it's our journey, you know? Um, for me, uh, yeah, I didn't know I wanted to act. Um, I actually, when I was younger as a kid, like um, here in America, middle school age. So around, um, I don't know, 12 maybe, yeah. or even younger, I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a gastroenterologist, and um, and uh, and I wanted to study uh, like basically the 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 intestines and the stomach. Um, so I, I would actually say that was like around eleven or twelve years old. And then I found uh, uh, engineering and electronics. Um, when I changed schools, I went to what's called a magnet program and got introduced to more technology. Um, and it was like, man, this seems like something that I can do. You know, you, you want to get choose something that makes a lot of money. And, <laughs> and you know, it's like, I want to have a family one day, you know. And I was like, and it's cool. It seemed cool. And um, so I was geared towards engineering, like all through high school and, um, and towards the end of middle school. And I got to college. I got to college, and a friend of mine who's like a big sister to me, I always give her a lot of love, Tamara Cease, she introduced me to fashion shows and uh, modeling. And I went to a historically black college and university in Virginia called Hampton University. Uh, love my, my, my HIU. Um, and I was introduced to fashion shows, but I was a young guy, regular black dude from the hood, you know, and it was like modeling wasn't really my forte. Now I would say growing up, um, I'm the oldest of seven, and my we didn't you know have much. Uh, we didn't like that, you know. We kind of grew up in um, below the poverty line, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, we would do things uh, as a family, like productions-wise. I mean, for my mom's for Mother's Day, for her her birthday, just different things. We'd always be in the house, you know, just having a good time. Um, creating productions, whether I was always, I was writing poetry, like I was published um, in a book in in middle school um, wow. with poetry, um, and and it was like a book of poetry. I, so I'd always been writing poetry, but I I just didn't know that the the entertainment route was really available to me. I remember having the opportunity to rap for two artists. And uh, I was like, my mom isn't going to go for that, you know, um, and I just didn't do it, even though the opportunity presented itself. So I never really thought entertainment was tangible. But uh, so, like I said, going into college, I have the opportunity to do modeling. I really wasn't going to do it. And I felt like, I mean, that's not something that people like me do, you know, it's a regular guy from the hood. Like, no, nah, man, we don't do that. 
And yeah. um, and she basically kind of tricked me, so to speak, and was like, you know, there'd be more girls. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm like, ah, that's, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And uh, and I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, started modeling, doing runway shows. I was in uh, catalogs, and um, I was in an urban magazine called Double XL, uh, model for, like, Walmart. And I was in Jet Magazine and, I, I, you know, doing different things um, that that really kind of opened my, my mind up and, and my eyes to the possibility of entertainment as a real life career. At the point, though, I still hadn't gotten to acting and I would say that I would fall into acting. Like, um, you know, I'll fall into acting one day. And yeah. uh, my mom seen the casting for the movie The Box with Cameron Diaz and James Marsden. And, uh, and I... I booked it. I, I was casted as special ops number nine. And that was wow. the first time I got paid to act. Um, I, I, that was in 2008. Um, the film was released in 2009. So, um, yeah, uh, man, it's 2020, 12 years later, wow. um, since I first got paid to act. I had done the film. I had a ball. I loved it. I knew I wanted to act. You know, um, at that point, but I still hadn't fell in love with the craft. Uh, like you said, I had been bitten by the bug at that time. Right. And um, and mind you, my experience the first time was amazing. I mean, I'm on this big budget project. I mean, in steak and shrimp and chicken, like every day. You know, it wasn't like my first experience with this horrible experience where I had like a walkaway lunch and all of a sudden, no, it was like amazing. You yeah. Know? So, wow. uh, I'm talking to like Frank Langella and. James Marsden, I, I literally had got on set the last day, Cameron Diaz's last day, so I didn't get to meet her, but I think we were like in the same hallway at the same time. She was leaving set as I was going on, <laughs> okay. you know, but um, it was an amazing time, and um, and I took it seriously, you know. Um, I had to be on set at 7 a.m., and I was there. It was like on a military base, and then my mom had to drop me off outside the base because she couldn't get on, and I had to walk on, you know, and I, I mean, I, I just took it seriously as opposed to my classes in school, 8 a.m. classes and it's like dragging myself you know um so I kind of knew that that was something that I really wanted to do because I was doing the work so 2008 I'm out of school what am I going to do you know um that summer a friend of mine uh he went to school with me as well he's from Chicago he invites me to go to what's called the Taste of Chicago uh, around July 4th of July mm-hmm. I I go to the Taste of Chicago but I never actually make it to the taste I'm just in Chicago and I'm looking for everything that has to do with acting. I'm submitting for like auditions. I'm just on the the internet, just finding anything. And um, I ended up going to this place called REM Studios Mm -hmm. in which I had to audition on a Saturday. Um, And I did my first cold read and uh, there was like this school where you do is for modeling and acting um, like from commercials, TV, film, uh, runway, everything. And they, but the thing was, it cost five grand. Um, but it's a six month program. And at the end of the six months, you go to a showcase, either in LA or New York. Well, somebody had already put a bug in me to go to LA. <laughs> I hadn't been to LA yet, but they were like, you should go to LA. Um, it fits you, you know, and all that. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to LA. And I was already called Hollywood Lou at the time too. So it was right. like, it just makes sense that I go to LA, but I had never been here. And um, so I'm in Chicago, the audition on Saturday, I have a callback, well, follow-up. It was, I guess you, it was a callback, my first callback. Okay. <laughs> um, on a Sunday. Now, like I told you, it was going to cost five grand. I didn't have five grand. Yeah. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and I, I just have a faith in God, man, that's insurmountable. That's, that's just out of this world. And, um, and I'm not perfect, but he is, you know, he provided an opportunity for me. My friend, his, I was staying with him and his mom and sister. His mom was a director through a staffing agency at a hospital. And she said, well, you can come work at the hospital. And mind you, my friend was trying to figure out what he was going to do. And we were like, yeah, let's do it. We're making 17 bucks an hour, Mm -hmm. um, bid to clean up in the hospital. And I wasn't thinking about the actual job. I'm thinking about what is going to provide for me to do, the opportunity it will provide. Right. So let's do it. They love me on Sunday. Um, I do well. 
I say yes to the school. I start working on that Monday. Now I'm, I'm now I'm in acting classes um, and <laughs> I'm learning the craft and I, I fell in love with it. I mean, I realized that this is something I really wanted. I'll be up late at night reading my lines a hundred times, reciting them a hundred times and just going over and, and just doing everything over and over and just really trying to be good. God works in mysterious ways. I go back home to Virginia. Uh, I was home for probably a year. A friend of mine becomes Justin Bieber's DJ, um, <laughs> DJ T. James. Amazing. And uh, he tell me and my friends, there's a group of us, we go by rock stars. Uh, a friend of mine named Blake Kelly, who's an artist. Um, Joe Stunner, who's an artist. Mark the Mogul, who's a producer. Yah Money, who's an A&R and a producer now. Um, yeah, we all were in entertainment and we were trying to do our thing uh, in this in this field. And he tells us to come to LA. And um, Justin was 15 at the time. Only me and my friend Mark came, actually came to LA. Um, and I ended up staying. Everybody else left. Literally, I didn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> didn't know what to do. And I ended up having a friend who let me crash for three days. Another friend let me crash for a month. And wow. then I ended up, my granny helped me get my first apartment. And that was that. And now I'm here in LA. Um, and if you go through that process, I mean, we're talking about my journey. Um, I get to LA, eyes wide open, heart open, ready to take on the world. <laughs> and um, I, 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 I mean, I remember, man, I remember like, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was just letting things unfold. And at first, I just was trying to survive, you know, yeah. um, and I was taking acting classes uh, and working for about two years. Um, that's what I did. And then, yeah. I, then I started doing background work. Mm -hmm. I started doing background work and I was on every network. I worked on everything. I mean, I, I, I worked on NBC, ABC, USA. Uh, uh, I mean, every uh, everything in America, every big network uh, I've been on, you know, and I, I, I did the game shows. I did, I mean, I, I was on a dating show. I, 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 you know, just like whatever work I can do, <laughs> like just get me on a set and let me work and let me learn. And then now here we are 12 years later <laughs> and I've uh, amassed this body of work that I continue to build. And, yeah. and trust God and, and look to inspire people. And in the midst of this, I also um, wrote a book. Um, and I, I, I was, thank you. I mean, I, 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 but I had been writing throughout my time. So I would be writing, I wrote to inspire myself initially. I wrote to uh, push myself on this journey. Well, I mean, there's so many things that you said, but one thing definitely want to ask you about is obviously having been 12 years now, you mentioned that, you know, initially when, when the acting bug bit you, you kind of felt like, well, you know, I'm not sure like if I'm going to be able to do this, like there's not many people who look like me. And I just want to ask you a little bit about, about this, because today I think that's as relevant as it was, but we're seeing, especially in America, like, the representation and now diversity on screen has just gone in a very different direction in a very positive direction I'd like to think I think here in the UK we're still a little bit behind although change is starting to happen majorly and I know that yeah, yeah. the Black Lives Matter movement really helped propel that and bring many things to light but you actually being there and having experienced it do you really see that vast difference from what it was 12 years ago to now and what was that feeling like did you actually do you remember feeling at the time like I don't have these inspirational figures on screen that I you know I want to look up to I don't know if it's really possible for me to reach that level that I that I want to reach um, do you remember having these kind of thoughts well, to be honest with you, Anissa, no, um, because I, okay, because you know you're in a business of rejection, right? And you're going to get more no's than yeses. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like I told you, I have a crazy faith. 
<laughs> so it, it for me, it's always been like, it's not what I can't do and what is not available, but what I can do and, um, and what is available to me. Um, so I'd say like, yeah, obviously you didn't see as many across the screen, but I, but there were some and there are some, I mean, I, I love Denzel. I respect Will Smith. I, um, I, I, I love, uh, Don Cheadle. Um, I, I, uh, man, uh, there's so many actors yeah. that are, that are black actors that yeah. are doing well. There's some from the UK that I, that, I, that inspired me as well. I, I, um, although I didn't see as many, I saw strong people in position to win. And, um, and I knew that with God, I can do anything. There's nothing that I can't do. Now, I remember that, that a few years ago, the Oscars, where they talked about how, you know, when they were talking about getting more screen time and more opportunity for black and brown people and how things started to change as far as diversi di diversification at that time and where you would see more positive images on the screen and more stories being told where now where you see more sci-fi for, for blacks and different stories being told for black and brown people that weren't necessarily being told, you know, where you'd have a lot of the opportunity just been like thug roles and, and things yeah. of that nature more times than not. But these doors had to be kicked down and knocked over and bust through and, and, and for us to be able to do create now where we're able to literally do this now yeah. where I'm yeah. able to have my own, my, my, my show that I do goats and lions and where I'm able to put out my film and like my friend Javan who's putting out his projects um, and other people I know that are putting out their projects because that's what we have to do. And that's what we have to do. Create your own. If it's not there, make it. That's another thing where I was like, I'm going to make my own so you can see that I'm capable. And if yeah. you know that I can carry a product, production, I'm doing it without you, without a big budget, then what could I do with the big budget? And I'm going to show you stories that are just like normal human beings. Mm -hmm. That we're normal human beings that have stories just like any other, any other ethnicity. And it doesn't have to be the kill them, shoot them, rob them, you know, all the time. And so right. I think that the opportunity to look forward and to create um, uh, precedes what the journey that has been before us. Mm -hmm. And the people that were there were there right when they were supposed to be. And they were where they were supposed to be for us to look towards that, to continue to move forward. So it, it wasn't really what wasn't there, what didn't exist. It was about making things exist and creating the opportunity and piggybacking off of the people that already laid a foundation. Yeah, yeah, no, great. And and you're certainly doing that because obviously, like you said, you're, cre you're creating so many projects. You're also now directing and stepping into uh, a role behind the camera as well, which we'll definitely ask you about. I, I definitely want to also ask you about because transition was such a big part of your journey, like moving cities and generally for a lot of actors it is the case right a lot of actors move you know to to the center of hollywood or whether it's uk london or whether for india it's bollywood there's always that hub um and and that takes a lot of courage to just get up and go right and and yes crazy faith like you said so for you what made transition smoother if you like or what made you see beyond the obstacles was it just this foundation of faith or do you think it took it took something else like what qualities helped you that you have really harnessed over time mm. it's a it's a combination you know um so obviously you know my faith i mean is huge you know i mean if i, I, I if i i feel if i didn't have god i wouldn't be here we wouldn't be talking right now um, but he's strategically prepared me for my journey as he's done each and every one of us. Yeah. And um, I think about my life growing up, it hasn't always been easy. You know, uh, we grew up, like I said, without much, you know, um, oldest of seven. We were blessed, though. We were blessed. But, you know, we didn't even like my brother. I'll just say, I didn't, you know, I didn't realize we were poor until, you know, I start seeing other people going other places. And um, I, I think that helped me with my transition, you know, and, and everything that I've experienced, even in college, where 
you know, I, I wasn't staying at home, but I wasn't staying on campus. I would be like staying at friends' houses, you know. And um, so by the time I come to LA, it was like, okay, it was nothing to just survive, you know. Like, and and then like one of the things you mentioned about seeing beyond, I I, I was looking forward. So everything that happened along the way, it just happened along the way. I'm focused on where I'm going. You know, it, it could be a travesty behind me. It could be calamity all around me. And I'm so focused on where I'm going that it's like, okay, yeah, that happened. Yeah, maybe I didn't have enough money to eat that time. Yeah, I had to sleep on the floor. Yeah, I had to sleep on an air mattress. Yeah, I had to sleep on couches. Yeah, I, yeah, I had to walk miles yes i had the, before there was the ubers like that yes i had to get on the train and yes i had to you know literally figure it out you know uh, i mean i worked jobs like I, I sold cds for a day on hollywood boulevard i sold salon packages to girls on college campuses i sold uh satellite tv i sold cable tv I, I mean, I, you know, I just did whatever I could to string together the moments to continue on. And so, but that was my mindset, my mind, and that is my mindset, is to get to where I'm going and do what I have to do along the way. My mother and father would often tell me, tell me, do what you have to do, do what you want to do. And, um, and that's how I looked at it. That was my mindset. That is my mindset. So whatever happens along the way, well, that's just me having to maneuver and get through. But I, I've seen that and I've done it all my life. I mean, I was born with the umbilical cord around my neck. Like I, I, I've been fighting since the day I got on this planet. And so I don't know how to quit. I don't know how to stop. I just know how to keep going. And I, I, I thank my mom, I thank my father, God rest his soul. I thank my grandparents, my, my grandmothers and my, um, my papa, God rest his soul. Like these are people that I saw before me that just were resilient and determined people. And, um, and so that's a part of it, you know, seeing those people and like seeing the fight in my mom, my mom, I'm the oldest of seven. Well, she, somebody had to birth those seven children, right? <laughs> yeah. And it was her, you know? And she's and she is a fighter. She's now she came from walking in slippers so we could have shoes and and pushing the the, uh, the strollers and carrying our our laundry right. So now she owns her own business. Wow. You know, um, and 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 multiple business. I mean, and it's like when I see somebody like that before me, it's like how could I how could I ever quit? How could I ever give up? Because you never gave up. You yeah. fought and fought and fought. She was in college when I was in college and finished. I didn't finish. She finished, wow. you know? And so um, to, to have somebody like that um, and the people that got placed in my life and, and to just have the mindset to never quit, to not even understand what quitting is and just to move forward and, and be resilient and determined, that's a, that's, you combine that with the faith and, and with the forward focus um determination and i mean it's just like that's where you got me now continuing to walk no matter what continuing to run no matter what continuing to move forward no matter what um that's how the transition has been for me where if it didn't seem possible i knew that it was if it didn't seem like that i could i knew that I, you know i knew that i could like and yeah. I, I knew that i would um so uh, I guess it's just the mindset, you know, and, and mm -hmm. the, the combination, like I said, from the beginning yeah. of all of those things, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, having positive role models, I think is also just so crucial. So like you said, you know, having your mom, just seeing your mom doing all these amazing things and not letting anything stop her, I think for sure had a, had a huge impact on you. I, I want to sure, talk yeah. a little bit and ask you about, your tagline of dream on dreamers and ask yeah. you where that's come from and um yeah tell us a little bit about that dream on dreamers well i had i had you know over the years come up with different monikers so to speak i had like word working on real dreams um i i had i, I forget another one that was about another thing involved dreams though and I always felt like, you know, we're dreamers and um, we're trying to accomplish these dreams, right? 
and uh, and I and I got past uh, uh, chasing the dream. And it was like at a certain point, it was like I'm taking a hold of my dreams. I'm taking my dreams by the horns. You know, mm-hmm. these are my dreams, and I'm going to accomplish them. But it, but when you get to like dream on dreamers, it's an infinite thing. Like we never stop dreaming. You never stop trying to accomplish your goals, and you may accomplish goals along the way. But it's it's a it's more of a mindset. It's more of a lifestyle. It's more of a culture than anything. You know, that's why I say dream on dreamers. It's infinite. It, it, it never stops, you know, and we're always looking to create and to do more and to do better um, and, and to do bigger. So it, it, it's just was something that to me that I felt like stuck and it um, and it lasted because um, I had another moniker, MDR, making dreams reality. And um, and so when I get to dream on dreamers, it's just like this will never stop. This is a constant thing. And um, I have to continue to put in the work. The, the Bible says faith without works is dead. Um, and I have to have, I have the faith, but I got to have the work. And that's a part of the dream, you know, because dreaming, if I'm just dreaming, I mean, you do that when you're sleeping. So what are you doing about your dream when you wake up? Right. You know, is, is the dream done at that point? Or do you put in the work to accomplish it? That's, yeah. that's that dream on dreamers. Okay. That's that, you know, don't, that's not, it's not just have the dream, wake up, all right, I'm going to work. You know, right. it's like, it's right. like, no. Okay, I had this prime example, the film, I, uh, my first film that I wrote. Okay. I, if I, I woke up, I had a dream and I woke up and I started writing. I didn't want to write. I didn't. I felt like writing was too tedious. Even now, it's like, yeah. like uh, you know, but, but I can't take away what God gave me. He gave me this dream. He gave me these desires of my heart. So he's going to provide an opportunity for me to get there. And that's, that's like a double entendre, to be honest, you know, where it's like, yeah, that's, that's the dream in actuality, like in the dream in your head, the dream that you had while you were sleeping. But then when you woke up, what did you do? Yeah. Did wow. you stop dreaming or did you keep going? And I'm going to dream on, you know, and I'm going to push others to dream on and, and never stop, no matter how complicated it gets, no matter how, how difficult it gets, no matter how how slow it may get at times you know and yeah. it doesn't seem like you can see where you're going you know but hey the smoke will clear one day the only way you know you made it is if you keep going you know mm-hmm. and the only way you know you didn't is if you stop i'm not stopping and i'm not telling anybody else to stop yeah things may get difficult you may lose people along the way you, I mean, literally, like death, as well as people that just don't be in your life anymore. You may hurt yourself. There'll be bumps and bruises. You'll fall. But we get back up in anything else. If we're still here, as long as we're here, we have a job to do. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that all of that comes into to that whole tagline, that whole moniker, Dream on Dreamers, where we're wow. just like, man, this is what I have to do. And that's, that's me finding out that I'm meant to inspire people, that God gave me gifts and talents to share with the world. It's not all about me. There's a bigger picture, and mm-hmm. um, and I and I have a job to do, um, within the job that I do. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's so good and that's so true. I think sometimes I think that comes down to purpose. I'm currently recording a series which is based on purpose, knowing that your purpose is not just about you. I think that's huge. Yes. That also changes the game, right? And yes. I, I wanted to, I know you mentioned a little bit about rejection and I know you're super, wow. you're clearly super motivated. Uh, yeah. I think you, your why is so strong, which is why you're able to just pound forward. But rejection is something that I think actors face so much that, you know, yes. people think like, oh, you know, it's, it's probably become just second nature to you. You don't, you know, it, it gets easier. Um, but how do you, like, how do you personally manage rejection well? Because I, I guess if you don't manage rejection well, it kind of, it takes its toll on you, right? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, I was, I was, I was truly blessed to, to meet good people along the way, right? Um, on productions and, and, and things of that nature, uh, the people that I had conversations, I'd have conversations, I had conversations with along the way. And um, I remember being told that this is a business of rejection early on, you know, when I was doing like background work, you know, and I'm an extra and, <laughs> you know, and, um, and sometimes producers or, uh, or directors or, or ADs, second ADs, um, they take the time and, and talk to you and answer questions, you know, and I'm a person that I always talk to people. And, um, and I was told that early on. So I was kind of prepared in a sense 
to be told no. Um, this is the business of rejection. You're going to get more no's than yeses. The focus is not on the no's, though. It's on the yeses. So it, it's really tricking the mind to, to understand those no's are going to come. You know, and, and, and I, it takes time. Like, like, yeah, it's not something that you just boom, pick up. I mean, it hurts. I think I was talking to somebody about this recently. Like, it hurts initially to get mm -hmm. those no's and it seems like you're not doing nothing. I think somebody asked me one time, you ever feel like you want to go and ask, like, when you're in an audition after, you know, what you could have did better or anything? And I'm like, no, because I just leave it all out there, right? Yeah. You know, but early on, yeah. I wanted to know why I didn't book this role. Like, I, I, did I need to say something differently? You think about after you leave an audition and it's like, you try to say it differently. And it's like, but what does that change? Cause the audition is done, yeah. you know, and you're just in your head. So being able to deal with it is more so just understanding. I think it's a, it's a process that we go through um, where we just get, first of all, this business is, is, is a business of rejection. That's the first thing. Once you understand that, I think that helps you walk through the door and understand where you're going, you know, and, and the focus is not on the no's, it's on the yeses. So, uh, you know, that, those million no's, they're there, it happened. But that yes, that yeah. one yes could change everything. I had to do in this audition, you had to dribble with two balls, right? And mm -hmm. then it says, they were like, do something fancy with two balls at the same time. Now, I had been to basketball camps and stuff, so I had done some stuff with two two balls. But I go and I'm dribbling, and I'm trying to do something fancy, and I lose the ball. And But I finished the audition, right? But then after, I'm kind of like, well, that's that, you know? I lost the ball in the basketball audition. Guess I'm not going to book that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But had I had the mindset of um, rejection, focused on the rejection, I wouldn't even finish the audition. And I booked that role. Wow. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's the role that where they flew me to San Francisco, where right. the, my name was on the paper when they say, welcome to San Francisco, Llewellyn Radford. So, you know, I, I, it, it's, it's really it goes back, Anissa, to combination, man. Um, I know everybody doesn't believe the same, but faith and and forward focus um, and, and, and focus on the goal, you know, not yeah. focusing on the things that happen that deter you, that slow you down. It's easy to be negative. It's much harder to focus on the positive in a world full of negativity. Yeah. And, and in this business, we're so much rejection that doesn't feel good, right? We have to focus on on the positive, and so I'm looking forward to the yeses that I get, not the nos. After mm -hmm. the nos, yeah, yeah, they're gonna so, happen. They're gonna they, happen. But th but that doesn't mean it's not for. I'm sorry. That doesn't mean that you're not gonna succeed. It just means that that job wasn't for you. There's yeah. something that's specifically built for you. There's a role that is for you. There's there's that job that. That is for you, you know, whatever it is. I mean, obviously we're talking about acting and entertainment, but I, I, I like to tell people in all fields, yeah. you know, forget the no. The no is going to happen. When I was um, going in, like for jobs and turning my resumes and, you know, I'd be trying to get a job. I mean, just because they told me, no, well, I feel that's their loss. True. Because I did a great job. I, I, I do <laughs> awesome. And, 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 you know, and I, I know I'm great. You know, and but you have to have that though in you though. That has to be in you. You have to know I'm great. Yeah. I am I am meant to be successful. That I think that, that that's a big part of it too. It's the self work and, and trusting yourself and trusting something bigger than you, which is for me, God. You know, and knowing yeah. that like I said previously, if he provide he gave me these desires of my heart, he's gonna provide a way to get to them. Whether it be in five years, ten years, fifteen, twenty, whatever the case may be. Well, who knows? But I know that I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing and I'm going to keep doing it no matter how many times I get told no. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I mean, I think that's so crucial. And you touched upon it, obviously, by saying like it comes down to that self-belief, self-confidence, self-worth you have in yourself in order to, in order to have that mindset that 
or, or make that switch that actually, okay, it, it, it's their loss, if, you know, if yeah, I'm not yeah. doing it. But it, it, that's so hard to actually get to. I feel like you make yes, it sound yes. really easy. But for no. a lot of people, just that, just getting to that, like actually believing it, it's one thing to say it, right? Like to give yourself affirmations in the mirror, but it's another thing to believe it. And I think your relationship with God clearly is like, you know, has given you that solid foundation. Um, can, I, can I say something? Yeah, yeah. Um, it is still hard work. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here in front and be like, it's easy. Especially, I mean, it, like I think you would know, but like knowing people that are succeeding, people around you that yeah. are literally booking major roles, big roles. Like I've been blessed to do some great stuff. Don't, don't, don't let me uh, confuse you or don't get it misconstrued. But when you're around greatness on a regular basis and your greatness, so to speak, hasn't been shown in that manner just yet, um, it's challenging. Yeah. You know, but, but once again, it's the focus and, and on what I, what I'm, what I want to do, the focus on what I what I have to do, and understand it's a bigger picture, right? So I, I I'm doing the work constantly, you know, because the rejection comes in many shapes and forms. It could be because we still have to live life along mm-hmm. with this acting thing. So you got you got rejection in love, you got rejection in friendship, disappointment, you know, and it's all bottled up and thrown at you every day. So it, it it is not easy, but you choose to make to, to do the work. Now we're now let's get more specific into this thing called acting, this entertainment business where nobody forced you to do it. Yeah. It's a choice. Yeah. We choose to do this. We choose this business. Now we can say, yeah, acting chose me. I fell into it. And yeah, okay, to a certain extent, that is true. But once it chose you. You chose to continue on. You didn't have to, you know? And so and so you have to make up in your mind that, okay, I want to do this. I want to be successful doing this. I want to accomplish big goals in this business, in this field. So I can't really focus. I don't really have the time and energy to focus on what doesn't work. Yeah. Unless I'm taking something from that to contribute to what does work. Yeah. If if that's the model, if that's the mindset that I'm taking from those rejections to build upon my success, then okay. But other than that, the energy given to the no, to the negative, it's it's pointless, and you're never going to get to where you're going if you're focused on what's not working. Absolutely, absolutely. I I 100% agree. I think taking responsibility and um again going back to your why, you know, that definitely I know for me has been. It just it, it's that constant reminder. Okay, why am I doing this? You know, what am I? What am I? What do I want to achieve? Am I? Am I stepping into that direction and actually growing? And and often we don't see our growth, right? Like every day we don't see the growth, but a year, two years later, when you look back, you're like, okay, you know, I, I I've grown, I've grown, I've done some stuff. Yes. Um, yes. I'm a motivational speaker as well. I think we can all tell. Uh, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> You're, you're getting me inspired here today. That's um, awesome. How do you how do you handle times of uncertainty or times of adversity when when you're personally going through something difficult? But you know you have a job to do to to, to speak on stage or you know to to promote that book to to uh, pass on that motivational message to others because and of course that it doesn't change the fact that you don't believe in it and you don't believe it's possible or anything like that. But those moments where, because I see, I see speakers on the same lines of coaches almost, or if you look at therapists, or you know, it's a service and, and you're helping other people, but you're still human at the end of the day. You still go through your highs and lows. So how do you, how do you kind of navigate through that? Yeah, I, uh, I often say, um, I call them human moments, right? And say, so I can't, you know, we can't be superheroes all the time. Um, I actually have to go back to what I give out and to work through it. Um, so many things I want to say right now, um, that are overwhelming me. 
because I remember when I first realized, not, not when I first, but around the time I first realized I'm supposed to inspire people. Uh, and things that stand out for me was when I had a friend of mine told me they quit their job to start their own business because of me. Where I would have people, I remember being in my, uh, these are different moments, right? That took place. Um, I had where my old apartment, I was doing poetry in my living room and people were all over, excuse me, people were all over my floor, like Indian style, because I'm doing poetry in my living room. And um, and I, I remember hosting open mics and um, and doing open mics and going to open mics and, and people would tell me, you inspire me, keep doing what you're doing. You inspire me, keep doing what you're doing. And, it, and you don't know what I'm going through on a daily basis, just fighting to stay, just fighting to string together moments that last long enough to succeed in this business. And and that coupled with, I didn't finish college. I got brothers who like, you know, doing well. I mean, I'm the oldest, but then my, like, my younger brother like got his degrees and started a family. And, you know, um, I got another younger brother who just was in the military, just got out and, you know, just, just got married. And like, I had issues, you know, I had a son and then my son's mother, we don't necessarily get along. The relationship didn't work and they're in another country. Uh, and just, you know, so much stuff. And then still, as I found out recently, I mean, 16 years, I'm sorry, 14 years later, still dealing with my father dying and um and then you know uh, just recently i had like two friends who committed suicide um and that's why i have this button it's a friend of mine dv um danielle she was a close friend of mine who i i who would tell you that i inspired her you know um And sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough in that situation. That's one of those times. Although she would tell me <laughs> between, you know, besides God and my mom, you're there for me every day. You're, you're, you know, you inspire me. You're there. And, um, and that kind of stuff sticks with you. I posted the other day about loss. I just had a, a friend of mine who passed away from cancer literally last week. It was like a big brother to me. Um, although we didn't get to talk as much in recent years, I've known him since I was 17 years old and I'm in my thirties. Um, and so these things, you know, they're so challenging. And like I was talking about, about being in this entertainment business, we still got to live life. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I mean, literally just a couple of days ago, I was having a really tough time just feeling like so much. I mean, you go from a friend of mine who committed suicide, a guy, you know, rest in peace, Tariq. Um, I worked with him where we worked together, did a sketch called For Funny or Die called Too Woke for Star Wars. It was his sketch, you know, we had plans to do more, um, more work and um, it's no longer here. And then right after that, I had, uh, another friend like my friend Danielle and in between there there was my friend's ex-wife with the mother of his child who I knew who died then uh, I have my friend who just died and then I'm dealing with my own stuff as far as my love life and, and I mean just just stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff and then right we have the pandemic <laughs> on top of that and then um and you're still trying to create and move forward and succeed <laughs> and uh, and I mean I haven't seen my son and um so much you feel weighted down you know uh, weighed down is that the right word weighted yeah, weighed down weighed yeah. Uh, yeah and um and I have to remember what what I tell other people um sometimes it's going back and reading my own work <laughs> reading my books because like I told you my book initially my first book dream on dreamers a book of inspiration was to inspire myself where i had a i have a piece called when when is it going to happen basically like when when i mean it seems like so much is happening but when then at the end of that 
it's like whenever it when is it'll be right on time. Um, I have a piece called I'm a stand tall. And, and you know, you go through the process in my in these pieces, it's like I'm going through the, the conversation is like that I'm having with God about my journey almost. And it's like going just working through it. And it's like the part that it sucks and the part that is hard and then but at the end of the day it's gonna be okay. In the moment though, it doesn't feel like it's gonna be okay. No, no. It feels like it's never gonna be over. No. You feel like somebody is just poking at you and punching you and hitting you and kicking you and then even when you're down and you're hurt right and you just want to ball up and die you still might get kicked some more and i guess it's just god that strategically prepared me to deal with these things and to keep pushing forward life is challenging it ain't easy you know but you just keep pushing forward and looking at that bigger picture and understanding your purpose. Yeah, and sometimes you got to take a moment and take your moments. You have to take them. You oh. take them and you keep pushing. You keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to have some moments that are worse than others. Some that hurt more. Some that, that slow you down more, you know. But even the Bible talks about being still. Sometimes we have to be still um and 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 find your peace you know in the midst of a lot of chaos Um, so yeah yeah that's kind of how i navigate yeah no i mean that's uh i think you touched upon um so many different things that i'm yeah firstly you know sorry to hear about the losses that you have experienced because i know the pandemic for a lot of people bought a lot you know a lot of things happened including loss like you mentioned for a lot of people and the most difficult thing is also not being able to physically be there the people as you might usually be able to be and i think that disconnection has just been really really challenging for 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 many many people and navigating through uncertainty obviously as entertainers in the entertainment industry i feel like we're so used to uncertainty as well just like rejection and for a lot of other people they're not so used to that yeah you know and off like we're we're sometimes never sure of when that next job is or you know when that next paycheck is coming in and i feel like somehow you've become accustomed to that you've become a little more prepared (laughs) for it Um, uh, whereas, whereas you know a lot of people are just not not prepared and for a pandemic i mean none of us were prepared uh, was there one one like poignant lesson which which you have taken away from from the experience that was the pandemic? Something that you or something really um, I don't know whether it was a sort of uh, yeah a light bulb moment for you or whether just a, a particular experience or something someone said that just made all the difference for you to be able to just. I guess find that peace even in this time of chaos like you mentioned well you know it's crazy because even during the pandemic i was able to work yeah that's um, amazing that's great oh <laughs> uh, so it's it just reminded me of just keep pushing you know yeah. and stay positive even in a pandemic you know, um, so it just continued to, to confirm in me what I'm supposed to be doing, where I'm going, and uh, what God has for me. Um, and knowing, that's that knowing. Because you have to know. You have to know. You can't just think you're going to do it. You got to know. I yeah. know that I will succeed. I know that I am successful. I know that I'm meant to do this. I know that I'm meant to be a great actor, great inspiration. I know this. I I, I know these things. So um the it's good to get confirmation along the way you know yeah. and that's another thing about because i could tell you about the the many no's that i've gotten uh that i received over the pandemic i mean yeah there were auditions out there were a lot of self tapes that were sent out that i didn't go <laughs> everyone i think <laughs> but i'll be honest there were some that i didn't get to do i yeah. i missed you know and missed out on opportunity so um but you don't see me focusing on those. I'm not talking yeah. about what didn't go. It's the yeah. things that did happen that helped me, yeah. you know? 
Yeah, no, for sure. And obviously, I know you mentioned now you are you are directing as well, and obviously you're creating and writing, and we know that. But how how what's the experience been like for you behind the camera? Uh, is there something that you particularly enjoy more behind the camera? Do you do you like acting more than directing, or are you finding uh, you know pa passion for for behind the lens as well? First of all, I'm learning. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning. Uh, so much to learn. Yeah. Um, I love to act, though. Like, that's my passion. Every yeah. I, I often tell people everything else kind of comes under the umbrella of acting. Like, um, it's like, you know, they tell you to have your seven streams of income, you know, and, and, and <laughs> it's like, for me, it's like to be a millionaire, right? And for me, it's like acting is the umbrella and everything else are those arms, right. you know, whether it's writing, whether it's creating, whether it's directing, uh, producing. Like, oh, you know, motivational speaking, all of it comes from that. No, I can, I can definitely relate to that. And I appreciate you being honest because I think, you know, often for people who are not in the world, they are struck by the kind of supposed glamour that there is in the industry. But, you know, the hustle is very real. And, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a lot of work and it's, it's yeah. a journey. It doesn't just come on a plate, that's for sure. So... It's, uh, you know, inspiring that you're, you're creating your own work. I think that's commendable. And um, yeah, no, I wish you all the best with all the projects that you've got your hands in and all those to come. Um, for you. those Thank who you. want to read your book, where, where can they find it? You can find everything on my website www.llewellynradford.com Amazing. Well, it was so good to have you on and hear about your story and everything you're doing and it's uh, definitely amazing. I hope to see you in more amazing, amazing projects and yes, yes, um, yes. and continue the conversations because they're great. Um, and, and I'm sure we'll be in touch, but thank you for, one sure. for jumping on. Thank you. And I just want to say I wish you nothing but the best. And I look forward to seeing thank everything you. that God has for you and everything unfold. And I hope that we get to work together one day. Yes, I hope, why not? Um, I look forward to that. We're going to speak that into existence as well. We will Amen. do that. Um, yeah, I thank you. I'm appreciative. Thank you for allowing me to come on and speak on your platform. And um, and just share some some moments and some time with you. Um, dream on, dreamers. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Llewellyn.